Hi friends, welcome to another episode of Making Disciples. It's really, really good to be with you today. You should be listening to this, I hope, uh, Pentecost weekend, the Monday after Pentecost Sunday. Uh, the birth of the church, the moment where God pours out his presence over his people. God is no longer distant, but God is now with us and in us. You know, at Christmas, what do we celebrate? God is with us. Pentecost, we celebrate that God is now in us. So happy Pentecost. I hope and pray that you know that God is in you. He's with you. He's here today for your Monday morning. He's here for your Wednesday. He's here for your Saturday, filling you with his presence. So happy, happy Pentecost. Uh, it's really lovely to be with you. Remember, uh, if you want to support the podcast, you can do that by buying us a coffee. If you've not done that yet, you might like to just share, you know, share your love for the podcast by by buying us a coffee. Now, today's episode uh, is kind of really coming to the end of the series we've been doing on what if we knew what God knows about us. So the last few weeks we've been exploring what what is it that God actually knows about us? God has a heaven's perspective on your life. We have an earth's perspective, kind of perspective. We see things from our level, but God has this heaven's perspective, uh, looking down on us. He sees something different. He has a different perspective on our lives. And if we were to understand God's perspective, we might understand who we are what we're capable of, what he, have, what he has called us to, and what we now walk in as an adopted son and daughter of the Most High. So we've been exploring this. What if we knew what God knows about us? And each week we've been looking at a different aspect of what God knows about us. And today we're going to be talking about authority. What if we knew what God knows about us? Well, you have more authority than you like to think you walk with an authority or you should at least walk with an authority that comes directly from Jesus who has given you his authority when we're filled with his spirit and we've said yes to him we are empowered to do his work with his authority and we're going to look at a bunch of passages today from the scripture where it talks about this kind of authority that we now walk in so friends i hope that you find this really inspiring i hope the whole series has been inspiring if it has let me know um it's always good to hear from you guys about what you've appreciated in the podcast episodes don't just listen to them and just think oh i'm gonna uh, you know I'll, I'll now move on to the next thing to consume please let me know send me a little message either in the comments on your on your app that you use to listen to this podcast or, or through instagram rabbi rogers you know do send me a little message i'd love to hear what you guys think uh, of the the episodes that we've been recording so today let's jump straight in as we talk about what if we knew what god knows about us we have more authority than we like to think so here we go do you know the story of the pauper and the prince the pauper being a poor man and the prince and they end up swapping places the prince wants to live the life of the poor man because he thinks he's free uh, the poor man wants to live the life of the prince because he thinks that he's got all the resources in the world 
and that's what will make him happy. And actually, the poor man, uh, the pauper, realizes in the end, actually, he's got far more than, the, than what the prince has. But you've got the story of the pauper and the prince. Now, the pauper, many of us uh, act as if we are paupers. We act as if we are poor men and women, when in fact we are adopted sons and daughters. We're adopted as princes and princesses in the kingdom of God. It's what Jesus does on the cross. He makes a way for us to be now robed in him. And now robed in him, we are now sons and daughters of the Most High. But the danger is we can still walk and behave as if we are paupers. And I just want to talk about a pauper or kind of pauper mentality. Because uh, this idea that uh, a pauper kind of behaves in a, in a certain kind of way, in a certain kind of behaviours and attitudes. Um, and those behaviours and attitudes end up shaping how the pauper, the poor man or woman, behave and how they think. So let me just walk you through some of the behaviour patterns uh, that you might see in a pauper. So a pauper you know, could regard themselves as a victim or a victim kind of mentality. Uh, they believe that, that negative actions come at them consistently and that they're a victim of others. Others with money or others with power or others that have got something that they don't have. They presume others have power to change things but they believe that they don't have power to change anything. They blame other people for their misfortunes. It's always somebody else's fault. Uh, what's happened to me, these misdeeds are somebody else's fault. They believe that they are powerless and they believe this is just how it is and nothing's ever going to change. So this idea of the pauper mentality, and the pauper mentality frames how somebody may function in the world because they believe that this is the, the, the poor world that I'm in, the, pos the low position that I have uh, is never going to change and I'm essentially locked into a world uh, of behaviour that I'm never going to get out of. You know, I'm a victim, I can't change anything, uh, my life is all somebody else's, else's misfortunes or their misdeeds, I'm powerless and this is how it will always be the pauper mentality. Just keep that in mind for a moment. And I want to remind you of the story of the prodigal son. What is the story of the prodigal son? The story of the prodigal son is a story of two young men. One who decides that he is essentially going to orphan himself from his family. He's going to go off, going to live his life the way that he wants to live it, leaving behind his dad and his brother and all the other farmhands. And heading off... Uh, he squanders his wealth. He squanders the money that he, he has and essentially makes himself a pauper. And as a pauper, his framework of how his life works changes. Uh, nothing's going to change. I'm stuck in the field. Uh, this, is, this is somebody else's fault that I'm in this, this situation. And he's, he's thinking, look, if I, if I go home... Uh, then maybe my dad might be able to change something for me. I can't change anything for myself, so that only God can do the change. You know, only the Father can do the changing. Therefore, if I go back, maybe the Father might employ me, and I might be able to become one of the hired hands again. But the thing is, in that response, the young man has forgotten something. The young man has forgotten his real identity. His real identity is of a son of the Father. 
which means when he goes back to his father, there is absolutely no way his father is going to receive him back as a hired hand. The father will only receive him back for who he really is, his son. And I love the story of the prodigal son. He ends up putting a new robe on him, the family garment. He ends up putting a ring on his finger, which is giving him the family credit card. Puts uh, shoes on his feet, which means he, I believe you're never going to run away again. You only give shoes to somebody that you think isn't going to run away. So by putting shoes on his feet, he's actually saying, no, I, I believe you're back in the, the family. So the story of the prodigal son is a story about a boy who forgets who he is. And... Uh, it's only in going home he has this revelation of his true identity as an adopted well not even adopted but as a son of the father what have we learned over the last few weeks in this podcast we have learned that we are adopted sons and daughters of the most high therefore as adopted sons and daughters we are now royal children we're princes and princesses of the king we are not paupers but we are princes and princesses of the king we're not paupers we are not paupers therefore we don't need to have a victim mentality we don't need to look negatively on other people's actions we don't need to make this presumption that other people have got power and, and that we don't have power that it's i'm in this situation because somebody else i've been misfortunate because somebody's behaved towards me and I'm left in this powerless state uh, we don't have to believe that we are powerless anymore we don't have to believe that this is how it is because we are adopted sons and daughters I want to give you a little illustration as we start thinking about what is the authority now that we walk in as an adopted son and daughter we are not a pauper we are a prince and as being princes and princesses the authority that we have is distinctly different I want to just tell you something cool. So I'm on the leadership of the Spring Harvest planning group and uh, absolutely love to chair that, that planning group. It's a real honour. It's a real privilege. Now, it was about 12 years ago that I first joined the adult speaking team. Before that, I'd been on the youth team. I then got on the adult speaking team. And then about 10 years ago, I, I joined the actual leadership of the conference. And as the years went I got given a little bit more authority and a little bit more authority and about five years ago uh, I got given uh, my event leadership team pass this this is we call the ELT pass it's just a it's just like a VIP card it's it's got my picture on it uh, it's got my name on it uh, what my role is on site and and that card meant that I had authority to go anywhere on site it was a it was a card that I have in a lanyard that just shows the authority and the position that I now hold at Spring Harvest and that that basically gives me uh, it's an all-access pass to anywhere on site and there's two really cool things about this card number one is uh, it basically behaves like a bar tab so when I go to the bar on, on an evening um, I can buy somebody a drink and I can flash the card. It just gets gets put onto the bar tab. Love that. But there's something far cooler. Uh, a number of years ago, I heard whisperings that there was a secret swimming pool at Spring Harvest. And uh, I, I heard these secret whisperings that they were above a particular venue. 
and that there'd been a swimming pool on site for years before they built the new swimming pool and that they yet to remove the swimming pool from that particular venue and to get there you had to go up a, a flight of stairs into what was now a venue with a false wall and behind that wall was a secret swimming pool and they'd not emptied it because it fed the the um, fire system if if there was a fire alarm the sprinkler system water came from the swimming pool uh, therefore they couldn't remove the swimming pool because that's what fed the sprinkler system uh, in what's called the skyline in, in Butlins so with my new found authority with my VIP pass my event leadership team pass I went to the van venue and I flashed it to some of the stewards and I went upstairs and I walked to the back of the venue and really there was a false wall and to the side of the stage was a door and the door was locked but I found another door that I was able to get through and behind that false wall yes my friends there was a secret swimming pool with fountains and um, like a uh, circular like the water was moving around the, the pool in a kind of circular motion so you, it would kind of drag you around the pool like a, like a grand like a rapids kind of thing that VIP pass gave me authority to go anywhere on that site that VIP pass gave me authority to go anywhere on the site and I could find the secret swimming pool hidden but behind the petition wall the false wall with my pass, I got to go anywhere. Why? Why did I get to go anywhere? Because with that pass, I am Spring Harvest. Okay, get this. When I wear that event leadership team pass, I am now no longer just myself. I now represent Spring Harvest. I am now Spring Harvest, and it gives me access to anywhere and this is the authority i want to start talking about to you and i as an adopted son and daughter you are given a position in the royal household and you have now a new authority that comes from that position you are no longer uh, just an individual you are now an individual in the royal household and as a member of that royal household, you have an authority that comes with that position. A number of years ago, in my last church, I was doing an outdoor mission event. And we had loads of young people at this mission event. And we noticed there was two drug dealers hanging around the park to the side of where we were. So we weren't going to mess around knowing these drug dealers were there. We just called the police. Warned the police that they were there and we said, look, could somebody come down and sort these two guys out? Uh, they were obviously lingering around to try and make some deals. And the police car pulls into the car park. And out of the car got a very short female officer. She was tiny. I'm like, she is five foot four. And these two guys were like six foot three. They were massive monsters of guys. And out of the police car gets this short police 
officer. Now, if you're a short police officer, please hear me out to the end of the story. You'll get the point of where I'm going with this. So the short police officer gets out of the car. She walks around to the officers, uh, around to the two dealers. And with a flash of her badge, she gets them both on the bonnet of the police car. She was tiny compared to them. I was thinking, how the heck is she ever going to deal with them? These guys are just going to run rings around her. But she got them on the bonnet of the car. And she got another officer to come. And they took them off uh, in the in the police car. She may have only been small. But because she wore a Metropolitan Police uniform with a badge. She had power. And she had authority. Friends, you and I. Like that police officer, we are given Jesus's authority. Authority isn't something that is just given to us. It also needs to be something that we take. We have to take the authority that we are being given by Jesus. We need to take it, not just be given it. It's possible to be given a police badge and to leave it in a drawer. Okay, never use that authority. But God is giving you the authority. Now you need to use it. A few Bible passages. Mark 13, 34. For the Son of Man is a man taking a far journey who left his house and gave, get this, authority to his servants. Each uh, had their own uh, assigned task and tells the one at the door to watch. See, Jesus is like a, the, the man in that passage. He's gone on a far journey and he's given his servants as us the authority friends the situation is this jesus has gone but he's left you and i with the authority of the house he's given us authority to do his kingdom work and to care for his home the planet jesus has given us authority in that to do two things to care for the home and to do the kingdom business to do the kingdom work but what kind of authority do we have? Let's just look at this. Rome, uh, this is Luke 9, uh, 1 through the first few verses. When Jesus had called the twelve together, he gave them power and authority to drive out demons, to cure diseases. He sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. He told them, take no nothing for your journey, no staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra shirt. Whatever house you enter, stay there until you leave that town. If people do not welcome you, leave their town and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. I love this. When Jesus called the twelve together, he gave them power and authority to do three things. So let's just look at the word power and authority for a minute. And we'll just look at what are the three things he's given us power and authority to, to do. He gave them power now the word power there in the greek is the word dunamis it's where we get the word dynamite from we've looked at that in uh previous episodes the dynamite that god has put inside of us so jesus calls them together and he gives them his dynamite his power that comes through the work of the holy spirit i think this is quite appropriate to be looking at this week as we talk about pentecost when god puts his spirit inside of us he does so for power and authority we talk a lot about the power that the Spirit gives us, but we don't talk about the second thing, the authority. Now, the word authority is the Greek word exousia, exousia. 
It's spelled E-X-O-U-S-I-A, exousia. He gave us his exousia. It's a supernatural power and authority. So get this, it's not just... um, uh, it's just not authority like you, like a teacher in a, in a classroom. This is a supernatural power and a supernatural authority. And it comes from the Greek word uh, thronos, which is where we get the word thrown from. So this exousia comes when we are given his throne, interestingly. So when we are given authority... We are being given the rule and reign of the one on the throne. Okay, so you could say it's like we are given the we get given the position to sit on the throne to bring authority. I, I'm not quite sure that's what it, what it really is what it's saying here, but it's this idea that from the throne that Christ sits on comes an authority to us to speak with the authority. So when Jesus calls the, the, the 12 together, he gathers the 12, gives us dunamis and exousia, power and authority to do three things. He says three things are to drive out demons and to cure diseases. So in a sense, you could say to pray away evil. Okay, He gives us authority to preach the kingdom uh, or to proclaim the kingdom. That's, that is, he's given us authority to preach. The third thing is, uh, it tells us he's given us authority to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So to speak and pray for healing. So driving out demons and curing diseases to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. This is the authority that Jesus has given us through the empowering of the Holy Spirit. Genesis 1, 26, 27, and then God said, let us make man and woman in our own image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all of the earth, over every creature, things that creep on the earth. Now the word dominion, let us give them dominion. It's the word rada, R-A-D-A, and again, means authority or authority over dominion over authority over god has given us authority over creation and the created order so jesus by our adoption into his family he's given us authority as his servants with power and authority to drive out demons, to proclaim the kingdom of God, to heal the sick, is given us authority and dominion over the created order. So I want to ask you this simple question. Have we been living below the expectation line of Jesus? Have we been living under the expectation line of Jesus? It's a good question, isn't it? Because there's a danger that we live well below the expectation line of what is possible with the authority that Jesus has given us. There's a danger that we behave as paupers rather than princes with authority, princes and princesses with authority. So I'm in a coffee in a coffee shop in East London a little while ago and got chatting to the guys at the table to the side of me. And one of the guys turned out his name was Frank. And Frank was a pastor of a church 
uh, out east from us, not too far from us in Newham. And we were just chatting away. And he was telling me that he'd applied for a grant recently for his church. He'd applied for this grant and he had been told that he couldn't have the grant that he'd applied for because it was well below the line of what that charity offered. So that charity offered more than what his application was asking for. So do you know what they said to him? They told him to go back and dream up a bigger plan for a million pounds. That's what they said to him. He'd applied for a quarter of a million. And they said, don't come back until you have a plan for a million pounds and then come back to me. Friends, there's a danger that we live below the expectation line of Jesus. We have a much lower expectation on what is possible. I hope this is starting to make a bit of sense to you about the authority that you are commissioned, called and saved to walk in. Your life is not meant to be lived as a pauper, but as a prince with authority. So there's three things I just want to draw out very briefly before we finish. Uh, Number one, we have a delegated authority. The authority that we have is not authority that kind of comes from us. It's an authority that has been given to us, delegated to us by Jesus. We are executors of Jesus's kingdom will, okay? We have authority over what Jesus has authority over because he has given us the keys to the kingdom. That's what Jesus tells Peter, isn't it? I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you lock up on earth will be locked up in heaven. God has given us the family credit card, the family signature. Remember the story of the prodigal son giving him the royal ring that was like giving, being given the family credit card. It's like we are the ass and we get to carry Jesus. Remember the story, the triumphal entry. The ass in himself, the donkey, was not important, but the one that he carried was. We are like the ass. We have a delegated authority, an authority that comes from being someone who carries King Jesus bestowed with the authority that we are given the second thing i want to say about this is this authority does not make uh, make you have a superiority some people when they have power end up with a superiority complex they think they're so important they end up walking around with a superiority complex having authority does not make you superior not at all we are not superior in fact it's the opposite we are less so we don't need superiority when we have true authority we are servants with authority of the master uh, not we're not here to rule over other humans jesus says wash feet the authority that jesus gives us is an authority to be humble servants so authority does not make us have a superiority but calls us to be humble humble servants with a power that only comes from him third thing i want to just say is this 
the authority that we are given as disciples of Jesus, as followers of Jesus, as adopted sons and daughters, is an authority. Uh, it is not a perk. It is a serious responsibility. Sometimes we behave as if the authority that God has given us as disciples of Jesus is a bit of a perk. We get to use it when, whenever we, you know, would benefit us. No, friends. It's a serious responsibility we are given to tend, address, and care creation, to drive out demons, cure diseases, proclaim the kingdom, heal the sick. It's an authority that we are given by him. It's a serious responsibility. Jesus has given us the keys to the kingdom. In other words, he's given us the account number and pin for the royal household, the account number and pin. That's the kind of authority that Jesus has given us. So I want you to just reflect on this for a moment. Do you walk in the authority that Jesus has given you to speak healing over people, uh, releasing people from the demonic, proclaiming the kingdom, preaching the good news? Do you walk in that kind of authority? You know, when I'm praying for somebody now, uh, I don't beg God uh, for a healing. I just, you know, sometimes when I was praying years ago for people who were sick, I'd be begging God that you would heal them. God has given you an authority to proclaim healing. And this feels really alien to us, particularly if you're British. Uh, we really struggle with this idea that we could walk with authority. It's hard-grained into us um, to, to be humble, uh, to think low of yourself. Um, but when you become a disciple of Jesus, we are now being hardwired to see ourselves with an authority that only comes from being an adopted son and daughter. Um, therefore, when we pray for healing, we don't say, please, Lord, would you heal? And we would say, be healed in the name of Jesus. Jesus being like the code word, the pin number. I speak healing over you in the name of Jesus Christ, the authority that Jesus has given us. This is the authority, friends, that we walk in. This is authority that we walk in. Do you walk in that authority that you were given? This authority has been given to you so you might dream, might share Jesus, to act in his name, to pray with authority, uh, authority to give things a go and make mistakes, an authority to question what's happening around us, an authority to try what Jesus did. You don't need to be given permission, friends, to do anything because you've been given the authority by Jesus to do it. So I want to encourage you today, listen to this podcast. Deep down, do you know the authority that you now walk in as an adopted son or daughter? And if the answer is no, I want to say, just reflect on this for a while and you might want to come to God in prayer and say, God, I'm not walking the authority that I know you are giving me. God, just refresh me with your spirit. Give me a new authority that comes from being empowered by your spirit. Would I know who I am in you? And Lord, would you give me the opportunities to practice this kingdom authority? The keys of the kingdom. Will you give me opportunities to practice what you have given me? Friends, I pray that you find that uh, hopeful and encouraging and inspiring. What is it that God knows about us? God knows that we have an authority, an authority to do and be exactly what Jesus did and what he was on earth. He's given us that authority 
to be him uh, as uh, a servant of the master of the household. So friends, I pray that has been a blessing to you. Until next time, grace and peace. Have a wonderful week. Thank you.